Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center Contact Center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items to take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve the agent engagement, improve the customer experience. I'm getting pretty good at that. Pretty pretty happy after three years. I probably should be, right? My name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a call center and contact center outsourcing organization located here in northwestern Pennsylvania. Merry Christmas to everyone. This is a, as I'm recording this, it's a couple days after uh, the the 25th. So I hope everybody had a, a really great weekend. It's pretty cool when we get to have uh, Christmas to fall on a, on a Saturday. A lot of you get that Sunday off too, uh, which is which is pretty cool. All right. So keeping with the theme here that I did from the previous episode, which kind of looked at the top 10 contact center trends that I'm seeing in our call center, things that I've seen from you know, trade shows and, and talking to the industry experts and people that are, you know, running contact centers and then running the solutions and a lot of the solutions providers as well. Um, I wanted to talk about something I like to do every year and, and to kind of retake a look at our efficiency standards that I'm doing in my contact center. And looking at that as, as we kind of head into 2022 as, you know, something to improve upon. So every year I kind of look at this from a standpoint of one, the first, and I look at this in kind of three ways, what routing and skilling and how we're doing that. How are we utilizing self-service for clients and really the metrics that we're using to measure this? So I'm going to pretend that I just started a brand new contact center and I don't have any of this stuff up. So for you, a lot of you may have some of this, have a piece of this, but I think some of this you can implement very easily and improve the efficiency in your contact center like that just by kind of thinking about it and then putting a plan in place for this. So the first thing I do want to start with is is metrics. And remember, I'm, I'm big on metrics. I have to be, right? Because for most of our clients, we are you know obligated to hit certain KPIs. So they're extremely vitally important. Obviously, they keep us efficient. We understand service levels and handle time and all that. But a lot of you out there are just kind of focused on those those kind of main metrics, right? So service level, handle time, average speed of answer, right? And that's maybe where you, you stop, right? A little bit more advanced contact centers or the next step, which all of you can do really is, especially if you have WFM, you can really look at adherence and schedule adherence. If you don't have WFM in your contact center, maybe you're just a 30-seat center and you, you don't need it, you, know, you, you can then still measure your occupancy, right? Um, and looking at goals for handle time. And I, I say that with kind of a caveat. I 
personally don't really like to have goals for handle time. If we're talking about, you know, the customer experience. Now, granted, you can't have an agent that's con- constantly on 25 to 30 minute calls that's losing losing control of, of their calls and just kind of having a conversation. I understand that. But when we're talking about, you know, some the difference between a, a five minute and 30 and a five minute and 52 handle time, when I see that there's more cross-sell opportunities and and, and taking advantage of sales opportunities from the, the person that's at 552, I don't think that they should be punished because their handle time's a little bit a uh, little bit higher. That's a whole nother episode that I'll do here in 2022 on the on the sales aspect and kind of some of the things to look for. But you know, when you're looking at efficiency one, you know, tracking schedule adherence, right? Do you schedule breaks? Um, or do you just and again that's sometimes that's a culture issue. You know, is there two 15-minute breaks and a 30-minute lunch, right? How are those scheduled? Um, do you give leeway on that? Is there no leeway on it? Um, do you give reps a couple minutes here or there to come back? Is that little? Is that out of control? I see that in a lot of contact centers, right? Because reps will take advantage of that, right? So you say, hey, you get a 15-minute break, and, you know, they're always 17, 18 minutes when they come back. That 18 minutes turns into 20, 22, 23, 24 minutes really, really quickly. So, again – you know, I'm pro agent. This is a very difficult job. I'm not all about you have to be at 15 minutes or you're going to get, I don't know, written up. But when it comes to trends, there needs to be just some discussions that happen when when you do see a trend. Don't let that stuff go. That's really important for your supervisors to stay on top of, to at least have the conversation, whether it's, you know, joking or kidding at first, and then get a little bit more serious if you're kind of not being, uh, or if you think they're being that the rep or the associates kind of taking advantage of the situation. Um, the, if you have any type of contact center software worth its salt, uh, you can track occupancy, right? Which is basically the amount of time that they're in a kind of a working state, right? Now that depends on, for us, it depends on, on what the client views as that. But what do you view? Do you view as after call work for a certain amount of time, maybe 30 seconds, as occupancy? Do you view um, whole time in there? Yeah, For most of us, all that stuff is included, right? And really, we're just looking at the time that the rep is working and then the time that they're either waiting for a call or they're on break, those types of things. And and how does that measure out? So for us, you know, we benchmark that at we want 75% occupancy, which basically means the rep is in a working state that we feel comfortable. They're, They're kind of on the clock, working for the client for 45 minutes out of the hour, right? So that takes into account everything from lunches to breaks to time that they're waiting. Um, and granted, you cannot have an efficiency of 90 to 95% because you will burn out an associate in a heartbeat and they're going to leave. So they do need to breathe. They need to take a, a mental break here. you know. But at the same point, you don't want to have 50% or 40% or 30% occupancy because you are nowhere near as efficient as you need to be, and you're probably overstaffed if you're starting to see those types of things. So again, make sure that if you're not tracking that, start to track that. You'll see a huge difference in how efficient and how your service levels and your ASAs go down. I guess service level would go up. Your handle times will go down. Your ASA will go down. Um if you're tracking that, your reps know you're tracking it and you give them a goal to make sure that they're they're trying to hit. The other thing is, again, with the handle time, make sure that they know the goal, right? I think if, if a rep knows their goal on handle time, they can be around that world. If you don't tell them at all what their handle time should be, it could be it can turn into the uh, to the wild, wild west. All right, the second piece of this is self-service and how are you utilizing self-service? 
Are you using self-service as your overall tool, your only tool? Are you forcing customers to self-service? Or again, I'm probably going off on a little tangent there. You know how I hate that. But I think self-service is a huge piece of the of CX and it needs to be utilized, but it needs to be utilized properly. If you have an IVR, are you collecting information in that IVR and then having the rep ask the same exact information? If you're doing that, I guarantee your NPS or CSAT are, are much lower than an organization that's actually using API calls and actually filling in the screen and doing screen pops with that. If that's something that your organization is doing, um, that's something you need to prioritize with your IT to make sure that you can try to get some integrations to do screen pops so that you're not asking the customer to give you information twice. And if what's the point of the IVR? You know, a lot of customers that I hear too, or when they come to us, they say, we are so overwhelmed with volume. We're just kind of keeping our customers in the IVR a little bit longer to let the reps, you know, breathe. Um, so we're not totally bombarded with our service level and that's an issue, right? I mean, because we're just, we're not staffed appropriately. We don't really know what's going on. So I think that that's a, if that's what you're doing, and I know some of you out there are, you know, we need to make sure that, you know, in 2022, either you outsource, you give some of that volume to a third party, but you handle the customer experience a little bit better than, than just trying to hold them off, right? In your IVR where they feel like they're in, in, in jail, in context center jail, as I call it, and can't get to an agent. So that's something that I think is important. And the same thing with with chat, right? Um, a lot of you are starting to fall into the chatbots are great category again, where I probably was a year and a half ago and I've totally done a 180. I think some chatbots are okay if you understand what their use cases are for. A lot of you have you know, senior management or C-level management that think that they're the end-all be-all because they don't understand the tool. You know, that's that's kind of an issue. And it also will make your handle times and talk times longer because you're going to get some irritated customers when they, you know, kind of upgrade that to uh, to a voice call or, or you know, do a, uh, a human chat instead of, you know, working on the chat bot. So again, are you ticking your t- customers off? Are you ticking your customers off or is your self-service model helping the customer experience and that's going to kind of tie into your efficiency as well, because again, a ticked off customer is going to be a much longer call. Um, so ask yourself what you're really looking with, with, with what your company's doing with self-service. And the third thing is, is prioritizing skills and how are you routing, right? And I think that this is a huge, huge mistake, especially when I do a lot of consulting. One of the first things we'll look at when we're not efficient is how are we skilling our agents? You know, is everybody just you know, skilled across the board at the same, you know, I see a lot of newer contact center agents that may maybe skill their agents like everyone out of one, right? So they go, we have 50 agents, they're all going to be a one and they're all going to take calls like that. Well, what I like to do in kind of a little tip that I have is you should skill everybody out of three or a five. That way, if you find out that you do have some agents that have quicker handle time that are becoming a little bit more proficient at it, that you can bump their preferences up to, to a two or to a one, right? And that will help you the overall uh, with your handle time. If you leave everybody at a one, you, you have no opportunity to, to raise anybody and bump in every, anybody up um, to, with their preference. Um, so again, there's different skilling methods that, that you can utilize Every organization is different with that. There's different preferences then that your 
agents can have within those skills. Um, and that's a huge piece of the efficiency puzzle. And if you're not really sure how to do that, I would love to take a look at your uh, how you're skilling your agents. So again, hit me up, totally free. I would love to do it for any of you to take a look at how you're skilling agents. If you don't think you're as efficient as you can be, if your preference levels, you're not really sure how to utilize, um, I'm more than happy to uh, to kind of give a little Christmas present with that and, and help you out in any possible way. The other thing with that is if you are not utilizing and, and all the major players, so nice CX1, 5.9, uh, TalkDesk, Genesis, you know, all those guys, and UJet, you know, all of them have what I just call a WFI tool because I use, we use CX1. So workforce intelligence is basically a way that we can now utilize AI. One of the ways, again, we talked about this in the last episode. So tools are being utilized more than for AI, right? So AI infused in these tools to help with your call routing and with your call skilling. So basically what this thing will do is you can almost guarantee a service level, you know, for a certain skill. So let's say we have agents that are in three skills. They're in uh, customer service, they're in sales, and they're in shipping. And you want your sales, because everybody wants their sales, right, to be to be number one, to have an 80-30 and almost guarantee it. So what we can do with that is we can basically tell WFI, you know, if you predict that the call that calls are going to queue in the sales skill, that will automatically move in agents, right, from those other two skills to start to take calls. And as soon as that service level or that queue dissipates, it will automatically take them out and, and put them back into their other skills without human intervention, right? I think that's the biggest piece of this, right? You can actually overlay this so that the the system is actually working for you to be to make you as efficient as humanly possible and to make service levels and the skills that are vitally important to you uh, hit their, their, their SLA targets. That's a huge piece of this as well is, are you utilizing your software? Are you utilizing every tool that you have available? Because the software, no matter who you're using, there's some badass things in it that most of the time, again, when we go consult, customers have no idea that they even had that tool. So if you have a an account manager for whatever telephony provider you're using, uh, make sure that you you schedule some time with them in, in the early part of 2022. Try to get to learn every piece of the software. Have your team learn it. Um, do a uh, One of the things that I like to do too is be like, hey, guys, I want all of you to do a – let's do a roundtable with all the supervisors and kind of pick their brain on, hey, how do you guys do certain things? I talked about this in probably – I don't know, six months ago. And the supervisors kind of almost will know the platform better if you're a call center manager than you do a lot of times. And they'll be utilizing different tools within it because they've been playing around with it. And they they understand the the deal inside and out. That's a good kind of, I guess, engagement uh, kind of task or tool. And also it helps to kind of diversify somebody who who may know something and get it out to the uh, to the entire team. So again, Take a look at your efficiency. Take a look at how you're operating. 2022, the beginning of the of the year is a great time to do that. People are, understand that kind of new, fresh things are coming. I think people are happy, you know, when you're looking at trying to make their job easier. And I think, you know, you can really make some improvements into the, uh, to the overall efficiency of your contact center. All right. So before I go, I want you all again, I said it last episode, please, 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 if you are not in the... Uh, advice from a call center geek texting community you need to do that 
uh, please just type in Happy New Year. Uh, te- I'm sorry, text Happy New Year to 814-247-0366. That'll get you signed up. Uh, that'll get you access to me, access to content that we're just going to give out to our texting community. It's something that I'm prioritizing here in 2022. So please make sure that uh, that you're doing that. And then again, I would really appreciate any type of social media or if you guys can throw out, uh, you know, if we've been able to add any kind of value to you whatsoever, if there's any of that um, that you could maybe give a little bit of a shout out or a review on on an iTunes, I would I would really appreciate it. Thank you guys very much, and I'll uh, talk to you next week.